are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Now from the Word of God, in Luke chapter 20, and coming down to verse 42, I want you to see this. Luke 22 and 42. Luke 22, 42. Saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will but thine be done. Not my will but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And I shall not read further. All of it is great. We'll read on that, that part. He was praying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this, remove this cup from me, but not my will, but thine be done. I believe that God has a will for every person. Now, are you in the will of God? Most people are not. That reason we have a crime-filled society. That reason that jails and penitentiaries chocked and full to the limit. That reading of all the sin, the wickedness, and the newspapers, radio, and television every day. People out of the will of God. Out of the will of God. But sadly, enough to say, a lot of so-called Christians are out of the will of God too. And you should say, oh God, I want to be in the center of your will. The center of God's holy will for my life. Now, that's to you. That's to me. I've got to be in His will. I've got to do things according to the will of God. That goes all the way through in every part of your life. Now, I believe you can know God's will. I do not believe the blessed Heavenly Father, the God of love, consideration, compassion, I don't believe He'd withhold a thing from you. He wants you to know His will. And you're to sit here this morning and say, I know the will of God for my life. What God wants me to do with my life. How He wants me to conduct my life. I want God's will to be done. And you can know His will. Now the great people of the Bible were people in the will of God. Abraham, Moses, Joshua, Daniel, David, all others in the will of God. I believe you can know the Father's will. Secondly, I believe that your life can be used to glorify God and help others when you are in His will. I believe your life can be used to glorify God and to help others when you're in evil. Now, most people are not in the will of God. Sorry. But even most Christians are not in the will of God. They're saved, going to heaven. But they're not in the will of God, not doing anything. And they, they need to be in the will of God. Now, the two most important questions that uh, any man of these. Number one, what shall I do then with Jesus, which is called the Christ? And the second question, Lord, what will thou have me to do? They are the two most important questions. They must be settled. Now, God wants you to know His will. Now, think about it. The Heavenly Father wants you to know His will for your life. I've just got one life that will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. I've got a single life. And the Heavenly Father knows me and knows my name. Huh? And your name. 
He wants you to be in His will. The will of God. Now the will of God brings peace to your heart. And God wants you to have that peace. The Apostle Paul talked of the will of God and the peace of God. Even in prison cells, the will of God. And as a, His will will bring usefulness. When you're in His will, God's going to use you. You will achieve. God will give you victories in His will. He has a place for you in His work. Then His will brings a positive influence on others. I said a positive influence on others. When you're in the will of God, but when you're jet, jumping from side to side, shipless, uncertain, unstable, you don't get anywhere. You're going to say, this is God's will for my life. That will touch your family. That will touch your church. That will touch your Sunday school. That will touch everything you're doing when you're in the will of God. Most people are out of God's will. Then His will brings the reward of the judgment seat. One day we stand before Him. I'm going to stand there. You're going to stand there, Christian, at the judgment seat of Christ. Have you lived your life in the will of God? Now you think. Out of this one audience here today, Literally hundreds and thousands of people could be helped and blessed if all of us were in the will of God. How many churches could be changed if everyone here, you were in the will of God? How many fusses could be avoided? How many arguments could be avoided if you're in the will of God? Now, God's will brings reward. But notice something, God's will is not always pleasant. Not always pleasant. The Apostle Paul suffered in the will of God, huh? And you will suffer some too in the will of God. You will have heartaches. You can't get around them. But you're in His will. And there may be suffering along the way. And there may be some difficulties, but you'll take them all and rejoice in it all. God's will doesn't always pay off in big money. We're not looking at that. That shouldn't be considered. You're to do the will of God. And God's will is not always popular. When you say you're in the will of God, doing what God said, it may not be popular. But you're in His will. You're in His will. I felt called to preach at 18 years of age. I knew God was calling me. I couldn't get away from it. The old Cedar Creek Church in Louisville, Kentucky. I went down the aisle. And crying and told pastor and the people, I said, God's called me to preach. Scared to death. Scared of an audience, scared of everything else. And I stood there. I knew God called me. And when I stood there, they had me stand and they sang a few verses of the songs that uh, maybe some others feel called of God too. Well, while we stood there, nine others joined with me. There were ten of us standing in all. Ten of us. All ten of us in tears. All ten of us were saying God called us. Now, the sad thing of it all is that uh, I'm the only one that went on. Nine of them turned away. Maybe God didn't call them, I don't know, but nine turned away. And also, as far as I know, their lives were wasted lives, as far as I can find out. They were my friends back as a boy of 18 years of age. Most of them are gone out of this world. But uh, you're to be in the will of God. And you're to say, Lord, whatever the cost... I want to do your will. I want to be in the will of God. I came out of the Southern Baptist Convention in the will of God. Not any argument at all. I knew it. 
I've been a Southern Baptist all of my life. Saved as a Southern Baptist or baptized, called of God, ordained as a Southern Baptist, educated as a Southern Baptist, Southern Baptist Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. That's all. But God brought me out of it. I was convinced of it. I'm convinced of it now. I wouldn't go back and, and change it one single particle. Not one bit. I knew it was in the will of God. Now, you've got to say, Lord, I want to be in your will. And I want to be in doing the thing that God says. Now, so many people start and stop. So many young people say they're called to be missionaries and go for a little while and study for a while and prepare, then turn away and give it up. Some men feel called to preach and they announce they're going to preach and maybe preach a few sermons and they give it up. No, no, you're to keep on doing what God says. Keep on doing what God says. Now, remember, God's will is never foolish. It is never foolish. You follow His wisdom and He'll be with you. No matter what people may say, but you follow Him. C.T. Studd, remember that name? The great missionary. C.T. Studd gave away a fortune. Got saved, called of God to be a missionary. And they said he was a fool. His own family said he was a fool. But God led him. And lived a long, useful life as a missionary. C.T. Studd. And he said, called of God. God's will is never foolish. Do what God says. Again, God's will is never impossible. Huh? God's will is never impossible. If the will of God, it is possible. And God will make it so. You say, but what can I do? You leave it up to Him. If it's preach, to be a missionary, to be any kind of a work in the church, that's, that's up to you. But God's will is never impossible. You do what God says. I felt called of God to start a school in 1946. I felt called of God to start one. I prayed about the matter. I tried to throw it aside. And God kept on saying, no, I want you to do this. And I announced that I would do it. I named the school Tennessee Temple Schools. And we began with nothing. Literally nothing. Not a penny, not a bank account, not a teacher, not a thing in the world. Just to vote to the church. And I had to be able to vote. They voted reluctantly. They didn't want to vote, but they voted. And we began the school. And it's still going today. I've seen amazing things happen. Miracles take place. God moves. You let God have His way. And uh, I never thought what would happen when Tennessee Temple began. Never occurred to me. I really didn't have any dream of anything big. I just thought I'd do what God said. But He had different ideas. And the world, the work's still going. And it's grown rapidly. One day a man came to see me one day. Led to Christ by Hyman Appleman. Remember the name? Hyman Appleman in New York City. Hyman had a tent meeting in New York. And this fellow came to the tent meeting and heard Hyman and got saved. And when he got saved, he said, You know, Mr. Appleman, I don't know what to do with my life. I'm out of an unsaved family. Wicked people, rich people, but wicked away from God. And I don't know what to do. And Hyman didn't do a thing but say, Go to Chattanooga, Tennessee and see Lee Robertson. He'll tell you what to do. Well, one day I looked up, and that little fellow sat there, not very big. And uh, he said, I'm here. He said, I got saved up in New York City. 
I'm an affirmant led me to the Lord. And when I got saved, I didn't know what to do. And he said, go on and chat and go see Lee Robertson. And he'll tell you. Well, I said, man, I don't know what he means. I'm glad you're saved. And I'm glad you're here. And I'd be happy to baptize you. And I did. And, uh, but I don't know what to do. And so he stayed in the third floor of the old temple building, the dormitory. I gave him a room. Gave him a meal ticket for the dining hall. I'm doing it out of memory of and involved of Dr. Appleman, and I did it all for this fellow, and he took it all. Some weeks went by, and I thought he'd never leave. I thought I had a, a, a visitor for the rest of my life. He stayed in that little room in the dormitory, didn't have a penny, didn't have any clothes, just a few on his back. But he came in one morning and said, I'm leaving. I know now what God wants me to do with my life. Well, I said, praise God. He said, I'm going to New York City. I'm going to be a businessman. Well, I thought, you're sure a long ways from it. I've been feeding that fellow for weeks. He hadn't given a nickel, didn't have a penny, didn't even try to get a job. I'm going to New York City. That man became a multi-millionaire. And one day, after he'd done many wonderful things for us, he wanted to do still more. And he handed me one check for $12 million. You know, uh, you better let the Lord lead you. And uh, you better seek to be helpful. That one man and became an outstanding Christian with the Lord now. I gave the whole story, gave me the other part of it. God's will is never selfish. God's will is never selfish. Selfishness is sin. Don't serve God for gain. Life is complicated for the worldly people, but life is simple for you and me. I'm to do His will. Whatever man says, I'm to do the will of God. And when you do His will, you're right every time. Now keep in mind, He wants you to know Him, wants you to know His will. And you're to say, Father, I want your will to be done in my life. Now, how can I know the will of God? Number one, there must be submissiveness. Write down the word. Father, thy, not my will, but thine be done. Luke 22, 42. Now submission is an old word. Often misunderstood. I have no one to stand saying, Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. They don't mean that. Isn't that right? Half of them don't mean that at all. If you did, you'd have a revolution. Have thine own way, Lord. We just turn our lives over to God and do what God said. What would happen? What would happen? And we're to say, Lord, I want your will to be done. God will never selfish. There must be this submissiveness. There must be a dying to self. Paul said, I die daily. And if I'm to be submissive, I've got to get self out of the way. Self, your biggest enemy is yourself. The devil works on that. And the submission is waiting upon God for God's will to be done. Then the submission means obeying God, obey His word, His call. He said, follow me. No matter how hard it may seem, you're to follow Him. Moses had to obey. 
Elijah had to obey. Jonah had to obey. Paul had to obey. And on it goes. There must be a submission. That means obeying God. Now obey the Lord. Obey God. I retired from Highland Park after 40 years and six months in one place. I retired because God led me. Not because I wanted to do exactly, but God led me to get my resignation and my retirement. I had no idea what to be doing. But as soon as I gave my retirement, doors began opening everywhere throughout the entire nation. And I preached constantly, three and four and five churches per week. And week after week, month after month, year after year. I'm just saying, you obey the Lord. And when you obey God, He'll take care of the results. Then there must be the proper evaluation of the world. You've got to see the world as it is. And say, Lord, I want your will to be done. There must be a surrender of everything to Him. And say, Lord, I give my life to you. I surrender my life to you, all of my life. I want your will to be done in my life. Then, one more little thought. There must be a readiness and willingness to do His will. Submission, evaluation, direction. Three words. Submission to God. Evaluation of yourself and your place. And direction to follow His direction. Abraham followed God. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 4. Surrender to His will. Fear not. Surrender to His will. Lesser rule off. Follow God. One of the most unique men in the world was Lester Roloff. There was nothing like him. But I believe he followed the Lord. And because of that, God blessed his life and influence and is still blessing it today. His name is still a word they use out in Texas when they talk about men serving God. Oh, Lester Roloff. And you can go on with the great one, George Mueller and others, whose name were given out. Now you're to be saying, Lord, I want your will to be done. Father, thy will be done, the will of God, the will of God. God's control of your life, your surrender of all you have to Him, that His holy will might be done. The holy will of God. And God will bless you, God will use you. Father, thy will be done. No matter where you are, young man, young woman, married, single, rich, poor, Say, Lord, I want your will to be done. There will be a transformation of maybe literally hundreds of lives right in this one building today. From this moment on, if you made that complete surrender of your life to Jesus Christ, have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Where he leads me, I will follow. I am submissive to him. I want His will in my life. That's my prayer. Before I pray, how many of you with heads bowed, no one looking, you're asking God now for a revelation of His will to your life, what God wants you to do. And you'll say this morning, pray for me. I'm not going to make a show out of it. But if in your heart of hearts, you're seeking the will of God, and you want to know His will and do His will. And to do that, you're asking for prayer today that you might know and do the will of God. Would you raise your hand, please? Hundreds and hundreds of hands raised. Thank you. Take them down. Now make that surrender. Say, Lord, I'm in your hands. You control me completely. 
I give myself to you. I want to live my life in the will of God. I don't want to waste my life. I don't want to throw it away. I want to use it for the glory of God and for the salvation of the lost. I want God's will to be done. Heavenly Father, bless now everyone in this building. But give a special blessing to the ones who raise their hands. We're saying, I want to know God's will for my life. And, oh, Father, we thank Thee for what You'll do when we surrender all. How many changes be made in churches, in the Sunday school, in visitation programs, in all the work of the church, when men are surrendered to the will of God. Put away our feelings, die to self, reconcile to be dead, and say, Lord, I want to follow You and do Your will. Now speak to everyone here. Have Your way with every life. May there be a complete surrender of all we have to Him who loved us and gave Himself for us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, PreachTheBible.org. If you enjoy Christian music and programming, visit knvbc.com for Christian music you can trust.